Welcome to Ageless by Rescue. This podcast is devoted to exploring the science of rejuvenation, uncovering the most trusted experts, the must-have products, innovations, and technology in the field of vitality, aesthetics, new beauty, and cosmetic enhancement. This episode is about the Unicorn Facial, a revolution in needle-free bio-revitalization. You may have seen on social media that I recently experienced this revolutionary facial treatment that has been called the Unicorn Facial for its ability to deliver youthful, glowing, and needle-free revitalization. The feedback from my Instagram reel was phenomenal, and I had many, many questions about needle-free options to treat the skin. So I tried this evidence-based YCO-1 lifting and brightening treatment in Sydney with renowned medical aesthetics practitioner and global trainer, Dr. Zunaid Ali, who is based in the famed Harley Street, London, and practices also in Kent and Surrey. Originally from South Africa, where he completed his undergraduate and postgraduate qualifications in medical training, Dr. Ali is an advanced medical aesthetics practitioner who's committed to providing high-quality, evidence-based treatments to his patients. He is an active contributor to continuous medical education in aesthetics medicine and passionate about the science of rejuvenation. So, of course, I wanted to have him on the show. I invited Dr. Ali to the show to talk about the next generation of treatments that are non-invasive and perfect for those who are perhaps reluctant to try filler and other injectables. When we met in Sydney, our conversation covered the full spectrum of new beauty, including face, body, and even intimate rejuvenation. I'm so delighted to welcome Dr. Zunaid Ali to the Ageless by Rescue podcast as we discovered the latest global trends in biorevitalization and specifically needle-free procedures. Dr. Zunaid Ali, welcome to the show. After meeting each other in Sydney a few months ago, I am thrilled to have you on the Ageless by Rescue podcast. Thank you. Thank you so much, Baha. It's very nice to see you. You look incredible. Um, your skin looks just radiant, looks amazing. Um, I always and laugh and I say, my skin is my hobby. So, you know, when I had my unicorn facial with you, with the Wyco um, one, I had so many comments uh, from the Instagram reel that I shared because honestly, like straight after the treatment, I want to see if we can splice some of that reel into this video, actually. My skin was just so juicy. It was so even. It looked so lifted and hydrated. And the name really suits it, the Unicorn Facial. I loved it. Yeah, it, I think that the, the name really does uh, do it justice because it is quite unique in terms of its mechanism, the way that it works and the way that it's applied to the skin. So I I particularly like the way that it it works. I like the way that it's put together in the you know from from the outset because um, we 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 speak about this term called biorevitalization. That's what I was going to ask you because you know the the wonderful thing about having um, doctors on the show and having experts rather than people like me saying oh I have this great treatment you should go out and try it is to get the backstory because. Um, biorevitalization is not new, but what's really unique about the YCO-1 treatment 
is that it is a completely different approach to biorevitalization. So let's start at the beginning. What is biorevitalization and why does it matter? Cool, perfect. So let's divide it into, just for your listeners, to divide it into sort of the two main groups of biorevitalization. There's exo, which is outside, and endo, which is inside. So the endo is the one that we know. The endo is the one that is uh, essentially biorevitalization using injectables. So those are things like your skin boosters, things like your mesotherapy, your microneedling comes in under that banner as well. So these are things that go quite deep. They, they are needles involved. It can be a little bit more invasive. There is a downtime from it. And we find that a lot of patients may not necessarily like that for many, for, for whatever reason uh, it may be. Then you have the exobiorevitalization, which is something that is applied from the surface of the skin. And there are very, very few products in the world. And when I say few products in the world, I, I'm talking about products that are clinically efficacious, with me, which means they are clinically effective. We're taking all the gimmicks and all of the, oh, we think it works or it might work and it works in so many people and some people it doesn't work. And we're talking about things that are clinically efficacious, which means it does what it says on the box for all patients who come through the door. So... As, as we lose um, collagen and elastin, we know that the cells in our skin tend to kind of like go into a bit of dormancy. This process, unfortunately, starts from about 27 onwards. You know, we always hear this and, you know, but when you're 27, when you're 30, when you're 35, even when you're 45, you look in the mirror and you think, oh, I'm doing all right. But the, the science is always that, no, it, it's in the decline phase from such an early age. And so is that the time that we should be, um, you know, staging an intervention with our skin? Absolutely. I think that is the stage where you need to start seriously looking at a medical grade skin regimen. Um, and that involves uh, the first thing at the top of your list is not the moisturizer, it's SPF. And not just because you're in Australia, um, you know, UVA and UVB light needs to be uh, managed and blocked as well and blue light. So essentially your SPF and then you start going into clinics for treatments, uh, you then start having proper medical grade facials. And, um, you know, this is where WICO one really comes in because it's it's so incredibly non-invasive. And this is uh, very popular with my with my patients. I have, uh, you know, very busy corporate executives, busy mums. Um, you know, I have, I have lots of men who come in for for this treatment, and they, you know, for for various reasons of downtime, uh, they they don't necessarily want their skins to to look like they've had anything done. They can't afford to sit indoors. They can't afford to have their skin peel and flake off. And this is where. Uh, the the Wika one has really sort of come into its own is in the clever cocktail that has been put together. So, what are some of the um, you know the generic umbrella benefits of biorevitalization? And then I'm going to talk to you about what is the difference between doing it with needles and a needle free option, and comparing apples and apples. <laughs> okay, sure. Okay, cool. So. Biorevitalization is basically, think of it as little incremental kickstarts. So what it does is it basically stimulates your collagen and elastin uh, from, uh, from actually declining. So by 
slightly injuring, slightly taunting the skin in a way that doesn't cause collateral damage, what you end up doing is you just jumpstart that collagen process all the time. And by doing it, uh, perhaps in a, in a, in a course, depending on, on what product you're using, you, you get a nice cumulative benefit. Uh, and this combined with home treatment is really 50% of your, of your problem. And so that's why biorevitalization is really important and it has it has a place in in every patient's treatment plan so typically uh, as you said at the beginning of the show um these are called skin boosters so if you went to your um cosmetic uh, physician or an esthetician who who's um licensed to do um injectables this is we're not talking about filler we're talking about skin boosters so they're not adding volume but it is addressing, am I correct, firmness, hydration, glow, um, crepiness. What are the other benefits of a biorevitalization treatment for the skin? We talked about injuring and stimulating the collagen process, but what are some of the visible benefits that you would add the biorevitalization protocol for your skin? So you, you would look at the overall skin health. So this is, you know, when your eyes are cast on the patient and you are considering uh, a skin booster or a biorevitalizer, like a like an endo, let's say, like an injectable, you would you would then look at and see what can I do to affect the best possible result all over the face, neck, decollete, you include all of that in your assessment, that is going to actually, uh, I'm looking at uh, sort of one product or one modality that um, is going to actually rejuvenate that skin. So you look at the problems that they may have. They may have uh, occasional acne breakouts. They may have uh, little blemishes, little photochromias. They might have some mild melasma. Perhaps they like the sun a little bit too much. They forget Mm -hmm. their SPF. No, those are the kinds of things you want that glow, you want that shine. Um, and that's will kind of tailor you to what kind of modality you're going to use. So with the skin boosters, you find that they they actually really quite clever. Uh, the way that they all put together, you get many different and every brand will have their own superpower, let's call it. Um, so some have got uh, vitamins, minerals, amino acids in them. Some have got a very high hit of um, uh, a hyaluronic acid that, you know, the, the product that we were, we were speaking about earlier that's just been launched in Australia. Um, there, you know, uh, some, some products are very less viscous and you need to put it into the skin in a different way. So you might have to micro needle it into the skin. Mm-hmm. So it depends which modality um, it, it, it kind of, uh, uh, you know, to address the issues that you've identified during your consultation. Now, this is the part where, um, I'd like to give your viewers a bit of a, a, a look outside the fishbowl. So this is us essentially going, so here we have a, a perhaps a rep or product specialist that makes contact and go, oh, we've got this lovely product. And we get this every week. We get three or four every week. Where it's and like, it oh, feels like as a consumer, we're getting bombarded too. You know, uh, I'm certainly pitched different things every week. If I if I did everything that I was offered, I, I would literally be a pincushion. So for me, exactly as you said, there's something new every week promising one kind of wonder treatment to another. But the end result is I want firmer skin. I want brighter skin. I want even tone. I want it to be hydrated. And um, I was surprised to be invited for a 
non-injectable by revitalization treatment. And I was even more surprised that it worked and it worked fast and there was no downtime and my skin looked amazing. I, to be honest, I actually didn't really know or believe that it would give me the results that it did, but, you know, it was visible and I had so many comments about it and it continued to get better actually. So I'm, I'm curious as to, you know, what is the... Uh, there is now an alternative. Wiko uh, One is an alternative to injectables, and lots of people don't want injectables. So, you know, how how did you discover it, and and how do you use it in your practice? Okay, so um, what you said is 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 incredibly relevant because when I was first introduced to the product, I was exactly the same. I was just like, wait you're putting this cocktail of acids onto the skin and you expect to have no downtime. You expect to have very little flaking, a little bit of redness, but you're essentially expecting this um, kind of miraculous result. And you can use it on all skin types because some of the acids, uh, traditionally, we don't use on the, the darker skin types. And they were like, yes. And I was like, okay, well, I'll give it a try and, and let's see, because I, I sort of, I knew the rep. Uh, and I trusted her. So that's when, that's how I actually started working with the company. So in my clinic, uh, I'm all about accessibility and I'm all about value. I don't believe that you come to my clinic just because you can afford to pay for it. Uh, I know some, I appreciate some people actually save up to have their work done or to have been I know you're in Harley Street. So, you know, that's considered the best of the best in the world. Um, so yes, I'm sure you see a lot of people where money is no object, but for most of us, money is an object. And you, and if you're doing all these things to your skin, you want it to be good value and it, you want it to have results, right? Absolutely. And it has to be accessible for patients. So, you know, you, you don't just, yeah, you, you don't create that differentiation. So um, my, my patient population are essentially people who just can't afford the time to be off work, uh, you know, and, and also we are looking at a generalized treatment. This is also something important to, to tell you or to tell your listeners is that essentially you, you, if, if, for example, I was treating a skin condition like melasma, um, I wouldn't necessarily use a product like this because Yes, I am biorevitalizing the skin, but I'm treating a very specific skin concern. So this is kind of an all-rounded treatment. These are for patients that come in and go, okay, I want better skin. I feel my skin is dry. I feel it's patchy. I feel it looks gray. I, uh, it just doesn't look glowy. I want the dewiness. I want the glow. I want the shine. You know, and this, this is where the, these essential products are applied. So uh, it definitely, most certainly has a place in, in my clinic um, and I see results. And that's the most important thing because I feel I feel quite bad if something doesn't really work. If it doesn't work on one patient, you can sort of understand. You look at the factors that made it not work. But if it doesn't work for a large number of patients, you've got a problem with the product. What about uh, age um, categories? I mean, we're talking about, as you said, a universal uh, desire to have beautiful, glowing, juicy, plump skin, and and it's there's no needles. Um, I would I would say from my own experience, the tolerance is incredible. The treatment is lovely. It feels like kind of a deluxe. 
facial. And we'll talk about the application method later because that is completely different to anything I've ever had before and I really liked it. Um, but can any age, any skin type, um, Asian skin, sensitive skin, you talked about, you know, uh, darker skin types, Middle Eastern skin types, which I have, and I can, you know, I can be a little bit reactive. Who should, Who is it good for? So this is where this is where I, I, I'm going to caution your listeners. This is the part where it's going to sound a little bit gimmicky, but essentially it's all skin types at all um, at kind of all categories of age, um, and it can be used all year round. And that's because yes. of the way that the, the product's been essentially put together. Um, it's non-photosensitizing. So let's start at the extreme. You sometimes get patients who are perhaps beyond the age where they could have an injectable like toxin. Um, these are patients, coincidentally, in my experience, that don't necessarily want to have dermal fillers. They don't want to have, they want to see a visible improvement and the expectation is quite realistic. So we're talking about sort of our 60 plus patients who kind of look in the mirror and they're like, oh, is it too late? Oh, I don't really want to have a facelift. Is this the best way? You know, I'm looking for something to just brighten my skin. And I find a lot of patients in that category will come from a referral. They've seen their friend and their friends had something and they're like, oh, she looks really good. Do you think I can have the same or do you think I should? I mean, and we're is- all like that, right? We all, we all share our secrets, no gatekeeping. <laughs> Uh, absolutely absolutely and i think this is where you know the, the product does get a little bit of, of oomph it gets a little bit of momentum from that and then you're looking at the ages you know kind of down from that particularly in women and the menopause does up absolutely make the skin go um completely haywire in terms of its collagen production so with that being said of course we we look at the skin and we look at, you know, that is our modality. That's what we're looking at. But of course, you know, you've got cardiovascular problems that may occur. You've got bone density issues. So it's all kind of related to collagen as, as such and collagen loss during the menopause. And this is by far the biggest group that I see are women who are starting to go through their change of life and start uh, going through or having menopause and seeing the changes in their skin, in their hair, in their nails, in their behavior, in perhaps, you know, some of some of their, some have uh, gynecological issues, for example. So this is something that you could very much uh, tailor to them because it is a collagen stimulating kind of treatments where you can do, you can do, as we said, the, the endo, you can do injectables, but you can also do something that's a little bit less invasive, but gives you, that's quite impactful so and then you have the groups that go down from there so you're looking at about your your 30 somethings to about your 45s and that's really nice because that is the generation for whom aesthetic medicine has become the mainstay so those are the ones that are yeah They've accepted it. They love it. It's no longer taboo to say that I, you know, I go to see a cosmetic physician. That I have treatments that are beyond, you know, a relaxing aromatherapy facial. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you, you, it's, it's, it, it is as mainstay as you. You've got your your hairstylist who you go to. That's your person. You've got the person who does your your beauty stuff. Your, um, you know, the uh, the little um, pruning and, and 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 neatening up. You've got that person who also maybe does your nails, and then you've got your cosmetic person who makes sure that everything absolutely is absolutely right. Perfect. Yeah, absolutely right. That is that's where we are, and that's certainly where my audience is at with Ageless. You know, it's whatever you want. Um, 
Dr. Ali, can I ask you, um, what is the, um, so we, we've talked about some of the injectables and the cocktails of ingredients that are in there, but what about with Wyco One? What, what are the ingredients that, you know, create the results that I experienced and that you're seeing in your clinical practice? Because it's different to, it's not appeal, right? No. Um, it's not a peel. It's a it's an application of a cocktail of skin acids and uh, components that are very cleverly put together. And I'll go through go go through the list in a second. But you can't really call it a peel because technically there are there is no peeling. And I love so, that about it. I I was waiting for the peel. You said to me it's not going to peel, and I went, oh yeah, we'll see. But I really didn't peel. And so yes, it's not a peel. But I did have that same brightness and I would say luminosity that you would experience that you'd normally go to for appeal. So um, tell us about the, the science of it. Cool. So it essentially works at four different levels in the skin. So your first acid that is used is, is sort of your citric acid, which basically you've got to get the product into the dermis, into that superficial layer of the dermis. So it's got quite, it's got five layers of epidermis to go through. So you've got your citric acid, then you've got your phytic acid and your homocysteic acid. And those two together, once they reach that papillary dermis, they cause a, a mild chemical injury to that layer of the dermis and that stimulates fibroblast and that stimulates collagen and elastin. Um, you also have uh, a, a homocysteic acid with hydrogen peroxide and ammonium trichloroacetate. So th that's a sign, that's as geeky as it's going to get, I promise. And with the addition of the hydrogen peroxide, it actually, as it sinks, as you apply the product, so you mentioned application, which we'll, we'll touch on, I think, a bit more in a minute, but as you apply it, you apply it by a firm massage, and that drives the product into the skin. You, you create a bit of friction, which creates a bit of heat, which vasodilates, so you actually have a little bit of kind of opening of the blood vessels, the skin goes slightly red, and that allows the product to be driven in. The hydrogen peroxide actually protects the we call them keratinocytes so these are these are the cells at the top layers of the skin that you can see and essentially it protects them from degrading it protects them from sloughing off too much remember we want to keep the the sort of um the the, the stratum corneum or the basement uh, the, the top layer of the skin we have to keep that intact because if we don't then essentially what's going to happen is you're going to get lots of redness and flaking and peeling and then you you're not you know then the product is not doing what it needs to do by definition. And it's funny so because one, I would have thought that, you know, when you think about hydrogen peroxide as an ingredient, the first thing I thought, and I remember I asked you this, you normally think about in hairdressing that it's something that strips back, but not so in this case, it's actually what's creating the protection and, and preventing from this treatment from frosting on your face, right? Absolutely. So if you look at percentages, the hydrogen peroxide in this product is up to 0.3%, but the one that strips color of hair um, is, is minimum 20%. Right. Okay. 0.3 versus 20. Yeah. So it's very sort of cleverly researched and put together. So where, um, where the tech bit, where the geeky bit is concerned, that's that's what kind of grabs my attention. And then I'm like, okay, fine. You know, a lot of things look good on paper, 
but in in a practical sense once you once you start applying it or once you start using it that's when you go mm, it lacks a bit of luster doesn't really produce the results so this is where um by me sort of you know trialing it and of course everything you trial you trial on yourself isn't it you 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 and then well, you when i it. saw you today i said Dr. Ali, you look uh, like a unicorn today. You look like you've had quite a few Waco facials since I last saw you. You look great. Your skin looks beautiful. And yeah, uh, we we just kind of we just get on the bed if we don't have a model. So yeah, so perks of the job, I suppose. Um, let's go back to. Oh, sorry, and then I'll bring you back to what the treatment feels like because I'd love you to explain because it is unique. Um, what are some of the indications that um, a clinic would recommend um, by revitalization, the you know non-invasive by revitalization like WICO? What what are some of the things that it would fix? So you're looking at it, it, the the product is indicated for for face and body. Um, so you're looking at uh, skin by revitalization. Uh, skin tightening, you're looking at skin lightening because the homocysteic acid is really, and the, and the hydrogen peroxide is really, really good in, in brightening the skin and depositing, uh, kind of dissolving little deposits of melanin in the skin, uh, that may, that may happen over time for whatever reason, hormonal or sun damage or, or otherwise. So you're looking at the skin tightening, the skin brightening effect, good cellular turnover. And then you're looking at something a bit more specific. Things like uh, perhaps sort of mild acne scarring. You're looking at uh, patients who have constant breakouts, a little bit of post-inflammatory hyperpigmentation. You see patients who are a little bit darker. Sometimes they get breakouts, uh, you know, that when they have acne uh, before they uh, due to come on. And it leaves a little bit of dark uh, marks and patches. Uh, you find open pores. It, it's really good for open pores. It's really good for sebum regulation. So sebum regulation is quite important because so it would be quite good on the back as well. So if you suffer from back acne or you know milia on the back of the arms or um, body, you know discoloration, it it would be quite good for that, right? Absolutely. So where the body discoloration comes is we we tend to say look at all of the areas where you've waxed, you've lasered, you've epilated, you've depilated. So that's kind of underarms, kind of in your in your femoral crease. We find that patients who are Fitzpatrick 3, 4, 5, and 6, so you slightly, so you would be about a Fitzpatrick 3, 4, I would be a 4, um, and your darker patients, you find that the skin tends to kind of heal by hyperpigmentation. And this is a, a bit of a problem for pay. It can lead to some social embarrassment. It can lead to a bit of embarrassment where intimacy is concerned because it looks darker. Of course, when it looks darker, there's a medical mechanism for it. But you know what people are like. I mean, even, even in our own minds, you look and, oh, that really doesn't look great. It looks like it's a bit dirty. It looks like, you you know, it, it might be associated, that there might be that kind of mind association with it. So I feel that it's a it's a really good product because it can actually be used there quite safely. I know that uh, was one of my questions because we had such a good conversation about this. I get asked all the time, and everyone knows I talk about this. What can you do uh, in terms of a, you know intimate uh, area revitalization? And no one wants needles down there. <laughs> no, no. And I know it's not approved for intimate revitalization here in Australia, but I know that in your practice and in the Middle East 
and in some Asian countries, it's it's a, a very popular treatment, the WICO one, because it is safe, it is needle free, it is downtime free, and it works. Absolutely. But I'm always curious as to you know I get asked the question and I, I I asked you the question and we had quite a robust conversation about it. So I'm glad you brought it up. Absolutely, I think I think there's also a, you know there's a cultural cultural aspect that goes along with it. And I think that, you know, you're from a Middle Eastern um, origin. You know, these are things that we don't see. I mean, I'm from a sort of Indian Pakistani background. These are things that we don't, you don't talk about this. If you're you're dark down there, that's it. You don't talk about it ever. Um, but I, and I think it's really important for people to know. And in Australia, I think we've just got to build the clinical data to show the efficacy, effectiveness and safety. And then I'm pretty sure that the indication will then be added for for practitioners to be able to use it. But it is um, it, it's it's actually uh, a, a point is when you when you're having a consultation and you're telling patients about the benefits where they're like, oh, my goodness, I didn't know you could get something for that. I actually don't even wear anything sleeveless because I've got this and I don't know if it's from the roll-ons and whatever. Well, actually, it is. You know, it, it has caused a little bit of darkness in, in the auxiliary fold. So when the patient stands like this, you can see kind of dark marks there. I so, love uh, giving solutions for those hard to treat places. I think, it, you know, Funnily enough, what was the thing that I asked you to do after you did my face? It was it was elbows. We did yeah. elbows. We did elbows. And I was and the, so excited about the treatment. I went, you know what? I can never do anything for my elbows. I definitely don't want injections there. And yeah. you know, I, I don't even want laser there. So you suggested that we do the Wico one for my elbows for firming and just to and you know, it's great. Look. Yeah. It's fab. It's 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 such a it's such a lovely and elbows and knees are quite difficult to to treat generally. Um, you find that you do have to use something. You know, traditionally, previously, you had to use something quite strong to to actually get it through. Uh, you know, to penetrate those those layers of uh, stratum corneum and lucidum. So the top layers in elbows and knees are almost like six eight times thicker than skin on the face for example they've got ah, to have that's what it is of course that makes perfect sense now let's talk about the treatment because so first of all you know let's talk someone through it but there is that special application and and procedure that makes it unique so um i'd love for you to explain it and i can share you know how it felt because i've experienced it so before the treatment from our end of the bed, what you make sure is you make sure the skin is intact. You make sure that there are no cold sores or, or, or anything to that effect because you don't want to be spreading and causing a, a problem because of the way that um, the product is applied. Um, and then you apply uh, sort of like a like a pre-treatment, like a, uh, almost like an, a polyacetona, let's call it that, and it's called P-solution. So you take that... Um, with yourself, what we did was we did a nice uh, wash. We did a double cleanse just to get makeup, SPF, everything off. And then we apply this pea solution and we let that dry for about two to three minutes. And then this is the only part that really does contain a needle. And that is you've got to, the, the product comes in a small little vial, a glass vial. Um, and you've got to get, and the product is a gel. It's like a light uh, um, uh, 
kind of whitish clear gel. Now you've got to get the gel out of this bottle. So that's the part that you need a cannula or you need a needle. Um, and this but it is doesn't go anywhere near the patient. Near the patient. You're just using it so you can control the solution. Uh, it's, it's funny because um, my patients who have a sense of humor will be like, where, where are you putting that? Like, uh, sorry, you said this is needle free. And I'm like, don't worry, this is just to draw the product out. So you take out all yeah. the product from, from your vial and you use it to put a few droplets on the treatment area that you're starting. So we start on the forehead. I usually start on the forehead and you put a few drops and you kind of massage the gel in and then you start applying. So there are two ways to apply. You can use your, your hand, uh, which is the one I use the most. Uh, when you do a lot of it, you tend to start getting a bit of hand fatigue. So you because can it is quite firm. I do remember the massage being quite firm, like it, not unpleasant, but firm. Yeah, it's it's firm. It's it's quite. Uh, you find that patients weirdly find it really pleasurable. Uh, there are elements, obviously, because of the amount of pressure. I liked that it too. I don't yeah. know what that says about me, but I liked it. It's, it's it's fab. It's just, you know, it's it's kind of quite akin to a, a, a very firm lymphatic drainage massage of your face. So if you go for sort of a, a regular facial, you find that you get that uh, you get that massage where, you know, they're kind of like moving the lymphatic fluid towards the lymph nodes in the face. So this mm. is quite similar to that, but a, a lot more pressure. And then you go sort of your mid face, you go your lower face, and then you do what I call the special areas, which are nose and upper lip. Um, and you apply you apply the product there, and the product is applied in layers. So with your first layer, that takes the longest time. But once you've created, if we go back to the beginning where I said you create a bit of that friction, a bit of that redness, a bit of that vasodilatation, as you put your second layer on and your third layer on, you find that the product reaches its saturation point quite quickly. And this is the part where with your hand or with the applicator that you're using, you'll, you'll actually start to feel and see the firmness in the skin. Um, it, it's quite interesting uh, for practitioners who are starting out. I say, do half your patient's face first and then show them in the mirror and then compare. And you can actually see the tissue actually lifting. It increases the tone. And it's, it, it kind of stays that way um, until until your next your next session, which is usually a week to two weeks after. And it's so, recommended for a minimum of five sessions, right? That's yes. uh, kind of optimal. And they're three weeks apart, is that correct? Yes, um, a maximum of three weeks apart. And maximum of three weeks apart. Um, the reason for that is because you your collagen cycle is 21 to 28 days. So irrespective of where you find your patient in their first cycle, if you do it within 21 to 28 days after, you know that you're still within their next cycle. Got it. If that makes sense. So we've massaged it in, and then I can't remember actually. So please talk sure, us through. No, no um, so this took this took about fifteen minutes, correct? This the the multi layer application and massage. Yes, absolutely. Um, about 15, 20 minutes. So I usually put out about 30 minutes because sometimes we just have a closer look at the skin. Um, I like to use the magnifier, just have it over the skin just to make sure that there isn't anything kind of lurking beneath. Uh, and I also like to call up on my iPad um, some before and after pictures so that we can just kind of 
compare and see any softening of lines um that's the other the other thing that it does quite nicely is you know kind of your fine lines that you don't necessarily want to have injected or that you can't have injected and under your eyes too right yeah I mean, eyes, yeah. a lot of Absolutely. people are really reticent and a lot of doctors are reticent to inject anything under the eyes so it's a good solution for crepiness for dark circles um for any dehydration under the eyes as well. But I really noticed that after my treatment. I think that that was, for me, I noticed under my eyes um, and just an overall plumpness. And we were talking before we started um, recording that biorevitalization is quite addictive because, as you know, and I've certainly experienced it gives you such beautiful skin. So it is quite tempting to have more and more and more. But there is such a thing as too much of a good thing with the injectable side of biorevitalization. So with the YCO1, you can't overdo it. Is that correct? You can't overdo it, but I think it's important. You, I mean, you can have it continuously if you like. Uh, there's, there's no so reason So you can have it year-round, like once a month? It could be part of your... Yeah. Yeah. You could. Okay. Yeah. So, oh what, my God, what I would want to. I loved it. It looks so good. <laughs> for, for patients like that is, you do you do your course of five, and then you can do sort of maintenance sessions. I tend to do one offs in my patients who are really good at their skincare, and perhaps they coming into clinic for toxin, um, and you know they they'll add another twenty minutes onto their appointment, and then they can have the Wiker one, and then they can have their toxin in the same session. Did so we wipe are, off the uh, application? Yes. Or did we, yes. yes. We uh, so you, all you do is you just wipe off the excess. So by the the way that it was applied, you saturate the skin. So you remember we're targeting the dermis, so we're targeting quite deep down. So once your product kind of saturates and it sits there. Whatever excess is on the skin, we don't want that to cause irritation on the surface of the skin. So we just remove it with nothing more than clean, plain water. Um, and then the skin dries. And then we apply a very thick, dense moisturizer. Which I'm um, still using every time my skin feels dry. That moisturizer is like butter. It was my it, friend during winter. It was really good. It's it's it it is absolutely absolutely phenomenal. It's such a lovely product, and all it all it has is it has uh, shea butter, it has wheat germ, it has some tocopherol, some vitamin E, it, and and it's got it's very dense in lipids. So it's intended to be an artificial barrier on your skin after treatment. But I find oh, I I have patients who who just like it. I quite um, like it as a primer too, because if my skin's really dry and I put it on maybe half an hour before I want to put on makeup, my skin just feels so saturated, exactly like you said. Um, and then it's quite nice as a primer. And I remember that when I went home, my Wyco One kit had not only my treatment that was administered at the clinic, but also some take-home products that comes as part of the treatment. Is that correct? Yes, that, that's right. And and this is, is where nice, right. So you know yeah. what to take home and um you can't get it wrong. Yeah, and, and this is also uh, you know, when you finish a, a treatment, you know, you, you don't necessarily want to be giving a patient five or six different things that they can use because you know that it pushes the cost up. Number one, number two is is like their compliance is going to go through the floor. Cause I, I know for myself it's like give me one or two things. If I'm if I'm busy if if I'm 
getting ready in the morning, I want one or two things that I need to use. I can't do five things. I don't have the time for that. And I think most of my patients are, are quite similar to me in, in that way. So you want something that's effective, medical grade that works. And that's why those kits are put together. So the kit for me had a fluid that I was told to use morning and evening um, just before moisturization. And I also got a Wico One uh, cushion um, CC cream, I think it was. And yes. it's beautiful. Again, super hydrating, very natural. Um, but tell me about the lotion because I love that. It actually, when I put it on my skin, my skin seemed to like go boop. So that works on the principle of acidification of the skin. So anything that you put into the skin, so um, this is how your viewers, so this is really important. So your viewers can, not just with this product, but with any product they, they purchase, pH of skin is 5.5. Anything that you apply to the skin where the pH is lower than that is going to acidify the skin. It's essentially kind of like a micro treatment because it's taunting the skin. So the skin's like, why are you putting something onto me that's got such a low pH? It's irritating me. And so the skin will then be stimulated into healing and repair. But it's what you're putting on that is actually important. So here it's glycolic and glycolic is, it's ubiquitous. It comes from sugarcane. It's as natural as it gets. It's an alpha hydroxy acid. And it's a very, very good it's it's a good hydrator. It's a good stimulator of collagen and elastin, particularly at a low pH. So the pH of the product is about three point three. Um, so this is uh, this what this is uh, doing is it's actually allowing your skin to carry on that collagen process at home. So of course you don't you don't take Wyco home because it's a professionally applied product, but the home care product is meant to to sort of help it. Um, kind of prolong its its mechanism of uh, of action as, as such. And it's quite why effective. Don't other, why don't other skincare brands respect the pH balance of the skin? Or, you know, it, we know the science, we know what's good for it, and and yet how many times have we all been sent home with products that, that actually irritate and don't fit into getting a, a result that you want or cause sensitivity when we know uh, what what should be done? Yeah, I, you know that that's really important, and it's also when I when I see you know sort of some product ranges where they're like 20, 25, 30 products in the range. I'm just I, I'm quite like baffled because there's such an overlap, and for me as well. I mean, it would take so much time for me to actually go. But why why would they put this together? Why? What would this indication be when you could easily just do this and this and this? So yeah, I think I think this is where the, the product is quite quite clever. And it is to meet the, the demand of the modern person. And the modern person doesn't necessarily refer to age. You know, you you could get uh, we are ageless. Could, yeah, we, we are ageless. Are ageless. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, so so yeah, I, I think it's it's really important that they put their stuff together in, in quite a clever way. Not just what you can get in clinic, but what you take home with you as well. You know, there is no magic bullet in beauty. And again, this was something that we talked about when we met. So there is a place for multiple modalities in as part of an overall rejuvenation plan program. And, you know, you spoke so eloquently to the consultation process and, uh, you know, a good clinician being able to look at the patient and, 
and, you know, take into consideration their lifestyle, their skin concerns, their beauty goals. Um, and, you know, most of us are doing multiple things, uh, whether we want to consider ourselves low maintenance. I, I, I'm a fully confessed high maintenance girl. But with the YCO1 and biorevitalization in general, does it work in complementary sense with other modalities? You know, what are the best things that we could do while we're also having biorevitalization so that it's a modern kind of approach to rejuvenation? So going right back to the beginning, it's endo and exo. So what are you doing from the inside? What are you doing from the outside? So the most popular dual combined modality with WICA-1 is microneedling and WICA-1. Um, and essentially what you do is you it's you get a double bubble effect. So we know that microneedling, uh, good mm-hmm. medical grade microneedling is the gold standard of superficial collagen induction therapy. And it has been and it always will be. I don't think you're going to find anything that's better than that. But you use your WICA-1 as a primer. So you put your WICA-1 on the skin, as I as I described, and then you go with your microneedling pen or your roller or your stamp or your device, and you do one pass over the skin. And that one pass that you're doing over the skin is basically to just kind of give you that double bubble collagen effect. So you've you've done your 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 exo with your WICA-1, and now you're doing your endo ah, with microneedling. And then absolutely it's 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 a really good modality and there you add on your indication so you add on the reasons why you're doing it is for textural improvement so your acne patients your chicken pox scars patients your acne scar patients you're looking at using it perhaps on the body uh there you've got your um particularly for stretch marks for skin laxity the the triceps the triceps area here is probably Sorry, did you of... say you can use it for stretch marks as well? Oh, yeah, absolutely. We absolutely. didn't talk about that. Talk to me about that. So you have different types. You have stretch marks that occur with weight loss, weight gain. You have the ones that might be set down during puberty and a rapid growth phase. You have the, for women, you have the striae gravidarum or the stretch marks on the, on the abdomen as a consequence of pregnancy. And you find that uh, for, for some people, they just like, oh, it's just kind of like a scar of life. I've heard it described as. But for some people, you know, they didn't know that you could actually have something to treat it. So because a lot your... of people say you can't treat stretch marks, you can minimize the appearance of them, but you can't really treat them. And for anyone who's got, um, you know, those deep rivulets in their skin from stretch marks, um, it does look like it would be difficult to treat. So I'm really intrigued as to how the YCO one could be used in that uh, as for that. Sure, because Weika One is a collagen stimulator. You use it as a primer. So for for as you mentioned, the very very deep kind of stretch marks. Essentially, you might not necessarily want to treat it with microneedling as your second modality. Yes, you might actually want to treat it with a blade of laser, for example, as your second modality. So you could very easily do that. So you're looking at kind of intense treatments to stimulate. Um, uh, uh, collagen and elastin in the skin. So if you use Wyka-1 on its own, this is where it has all the properties of being 
needle free, no peeling, no pain, you know, very easy, no downtime. But once you add another modality to it, then that kind of protection slightly falls away. You are going to get a bit of redness. You are going to get a bit of yes, flaking. Yes, but that's the other modality. Yeah. It's not the YCO1 yeah. treatment. Not the YCO1, yeah, causing causing that. So you, if you put the two together, you actually get a very, very nice result. If um, a man has a beard, can he have the YCO1 treatment? Yes, absolutely. So what we do is I I, I, I call it small, medium, large. <laughs> so if you're if you're if you're like me, just where we we skipped shaving day yesterday morning because we were late for clinic. Um, if you're looking at this, this is about three millimeters of of um, kind of a beard here. Um, the product will actually penetrate between these hairs. So here it would be a yes. So this would be a small. A medium would be somebody who's a little bit more dense. You're looking at about five to six millimeters, kind of a nicely manicured beard. In patients like those, I would say you go all the way up until the beard line. Right. So you can actually do almost like a three-quarter face. And then also your large uh, is your very thick, chunky beards and your mustaches. For those, um, don't even try. You're just going to lose the product in the hairs it's yes. not going to make contact with the skin yeah so for the small yes for the medium and large probably no um but i, I find that men men's biggest concern is for for particularly for the men who, who come into clinic uh you know for for treatments with me a lot of them are actually sent by their wives and partners that mm. i can't handle that furrow across your head just go to my guy and he'll sort you out kind of a thing and they come in and i find that men are a lot more open to the idea of having treatments and they this is where they want the one size fits all they don't want to be sitting because and they definitely of- are partial to something that's needle free i mean definitely yeah. women are quite used to being pin cushions but yeah. men don't want to be injected with anything yeah. Absolutely not. And and for them, you, you're looking at kind of like your T-zone area here mm. where they've got the open pores, they've got, you know, they've got lots of oily skin and that's where, where the product is, is quite good for them. And um, men are very easy sell. You'd think that men were skeptical. They're not, not in clinic. They're very easy sell. So when men come into clinic, I, I tend to do a more thorough consultation mm. and they're very sort of black and white. They're like, yeah, okay. Yeah, I'll have that. Yeah, that's okay. I'll I'll do that. You know that kind of thing. So, you you find that uh, you know by by telling them the the results on their skin. Men are also creatures of habit. So if you do a good treatment, they'll essentially continue to come back for for the same treatment. They don't like trying new things. That's this is certainly from the men that I see in clinic. And when I had my treatment, I actually went to a specialist Asian clinic because they were one of the first clinics in Australia who'd taken the treatment. And they told me that they had a wait list of their clients because the unicorn facial, as it's known around the world and certainly on the internet, um, is hugely popular with Asian clients. Why is that? It's because of the brightening effect. It's Mm. because of the... um, Skin of color is more prone to uh, show signs of injury. And the reason is, is because when anything happens on on our skins, we heal by melanogenesis. So melanin is a healing and repair cell, and it migrates to the area with the intention of kind of healing that particular lesion. And as a consequence of that, you find a dark patch. So there's nothing that um, Asian, when I say Asian, I essentially mean kind of South Asian and I also mean kind of Asian 
uh, the Far East. Um, it's it's a, it's a trend common to both. It's it's not really about being whiter. It's more about being brighter, and that's a very very common uh, that's a very common uh, misconception that you know because you want your skin to look brighter, you want to look whiter, and that's not necessarily the case. So we know the problems with with bleaches and things like that, which we don't even prescribe in clinic anymore. Um, but certainly, it will help to just balance out the tone of the skin. Interesting that you mentioned that one of the biggest, well, the biggest user of Weiko One worldwide, Japan. Uh-huh. Wow. No one, no one comes close. Not even the big aesthetics countries. Not even the South Americans come close. Not even the Americans come close. Japan. Well, maybe the Australians are going to come close because it. It's new in Australia, right? We, we've only just launched it in Australia. And biorevitalization, even though there have been some uh, products in the market for some time now, it's only just something that people are talking about. You know, before we were talking about muscle relaxants, then we were talking about fillers, then lasers were huge. But then biorevitalization became something that most clinics would definitely suggest you invest in so this is kind of the next generation and just to finish off I just want you to talk about what happens when you go home so um, you have your treatment you're given your product do you have to have any do you have to do anything special when you go home with your with your other skincare routine with the way you take care of your skin are you photosensitive any do's and don'ts Sure. So the the biggest don't is don't touch your skin. Ah. Just six hours. Okay. So after you have your treatment, so this is any time of the day. So if if my patients are coming in after work and they're coming on a late clinic day, for example, what I say is I've put enough moisturizer on there. I will also put the invisible color protect, the, the blended cream on there just to kind of just kind of fade it all out and just kind of give it a bit of a glow. Um, And I would say for six hours, don't do anything. So if you're coming in into clinic in a late appointment at 7 p.m., for example, I say go home and sleep with it on. And that after, you know, that will take you past your six hours. And then essentially what you do is just carry on with your routine as normal, wash your skin, moisturize. So I would say... The most important don'ts are um, is is that just leave it on for six hours, and um, the other thing is also make your 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 therapist aware if you're having any kind of other modality treatments because I find yes. that that might be a bit of a problem. So if you if you've had toxin as you mentioned or filler uh, for toxin, you have Wico one two weeks after. Uh, for filler uh, at least two weeks after because you want the filler to settle because because of the mechanism of of uh, application the massage yeah you don't, be, yeah you don't want to be shifting filler especially if it's volumizer and if your injector placed it there for a specific reason you'll make them very angry mm-hmm. um so yeah so these are things you you can do wica one first and then do your filler and then do your toxin there's a protocol that that we've taught to to all of the um to all of the users for for the product i would also say in terms of photosensitization you should just wear SPF after at least for a week and for the entire duration of the course. And this must be a physical, um, it, it should be a physical uh, 50. Um, and you find that it's it's very easy to kind of blend. The SPFs are really clever these days, uh, you know, in terms of coverage and in also in terms of potency. So I would say just to make sure that you don't cause any, uh, the treatment itself doesn't make the skin photosensitive, but you don't want any external uh, additional exposure that's actually going to 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 mess with the skin during the healing phase. 
And so what about are, um, retinol? Can you use retinol while you're having and vitamin C serums? Because they seem to be the most popular anti-aging serums that everyone is excited about. So can you use continue to use your retinol and vitamin C serums while you're having the YCO1 um, okay. treatment series? So I would say that the, uh, where our recommendation is, is that you stop your retinol and vitamin C one week before yeah. and you restart it one week after. Okay. This is, yeah, this is because, you know, retinol is quite, quite irritating and, and vitamin C lowers the pH. So it actually makes the skin a little bit more vulnerable to uh, when an acid, when an acid is, is applied to the skin. Yeah. So I would say one week before, one week after. Dr. Ali, I could speak to you forever. That was so good. There's so many things, but truly I, I didn't even, you know, have to say anything. My pictures said a thousand words and I had so much beautiful feedback on my unicorn facial. And um, I want to thank you so much for reconnecting with me from um, your clinic over in London today. I, it was an absolute joy to reconnect and to talk all things biorevitalization. And I will have the links to you so that people can connect with you as well. As uh, And I want to say thank you to Waco One for giving me the opportunity to speak with you and share um, the latest trends uh, in rejuvenation with my audience as well. It's always an honor and a pleasure. Thank you. Thank you so much for your kind invitation. Um, nice to see that there's more light there than there is here. <laughs> yeah, no. We've had a few rainy days, but we're back. Yes. Awesome. Cool. And thank you very much for having me. I could talk to you for hours because um, it's it just, it's such a minefield. So I'm hoping that your your listeners and, um, and, and your, your viewers um, were able to just kind of maybe piece things together just for themselves, not just necessarily with Waika One, but also when it comes to other uh, elements of biorevitalization. It's, and it's that's, what, that's what we're trying to do with Ageless is give you everything that's new, you know, so you learn about it from the experts. And, and yes, you know, I've had a beautiful experience with it, but to understand the science behind it, the why, who it's good for, and um, I'm always open to, you know, sharing the behind the scenes stories of innovation in this beautiful world of new beauty. So thank you again, Dr. Ali. Such a pleasure to see you. Very welcome. Take care. Thank you, everyone. Thank you. Ageless by Rescue is brought to you by Rescue Me Academy, Reignite Your Relationship course. Love your relationship but miss the early days? You're not alone. This course will teach you how to identify your issues, stop the fighting, find what you need to be happy, re-spark intimacy and keep the lines of communication open. Join us at rescuemeacademy.com.au to learn more about the program and to download your first free lesson. I hope you enjoyed this episode and if you did, please share and rate this episode. I'd love that. 